Okay, so the first heading. Why do we need a constitution? For answering this, we'll have to go through the paragraph. What is a constitution? What are its functions? What role does it perform for a society? How does a constitution relate to our daily existence? Answering these questions is not as difficult as you might think. And for our help and assistance, and definitely for giving us some frizzy questions, we have our two friends with us, Munni and Unni. They both are really good students and are really very talented. So, the first point, the first answer is Constitution allows coordination and assurance. Imagine yourself to be a member of a reasonably large group. Further imagine that this group has the following characteristics. The members of this group are diverse in various ways. They have different religious allegiances. Some are Hindus, some are Muslims, some Christians and some perhaps profess no religion at all. They are also very varied in many different respects. They pursue different professions, have different abilities, have different hobbies, different tastes in everything from films to books. Some are rich and some are poor. Some are old, some young. Wait, wait, wait. We have our friend saying something. Unni has to say, this group is very much like the people of my village. Yes, Unni, it is. These are the people of a village or a community. Munni says, yes, this could be my colony as well. Does this apply to your village or town or colony too? Guys, give this answer to yourself and to them also while reading your books. Okay, so let's go to the imaginary world again. Imagine further that members of this group are likely to have disputes over various aspects of life. How much property should one be allowed to own? Should it be compulsory that every child be sent to school or should the parents be allowed to decide? How much should this group spend on its safety and security? Or should it build some parks instead? Should the group be allowed to discriminate against some of its members? Every question will elect a variety of answers from different people. Because definitely different people will have def different point of views and different thinking. So we get different answers. But for all their diversity, this group has to live together. They are dependent upon each other in various ways. They require the cooperation of each other. They will require their understanding, their mutual understanding actually to survive and be the strongest and the best. What will enable the group to live together peacefully? Is it money? Or it's some other external force? One may say that perhaps members of this group can live together if they can agree on some basic rules. Why will the group need certain basic rules? Tell, why will the group need certain basic rules? It will need certain basic rules so that everyone in the group feels equal, doesn't feel discriminated or suppressed. Think of what would happen in the absence of some basic rules. Every individual would be insecure simply because they would not know what members of this group could do to each other. Who would claim rights over what? Any group will need some basic rules that are publicly promulgated and known to all members of that group to achieve a minimal degree of coordination. But these rules must not be only be known, they also must be enforceable. If citizens have no assurance that others will follow these rules, they will themselves have no reason to follow these rules. 
yeah this is right there should be an organization which should look after that whether these rules are rightly followed or not saying that the rules are legally enforceable gives an assurance to everybody that others will follow these for if they do not do so they will be punished hence the first function of a constitution is to provide a set of basic rules that allow for minimal coordination amongst members of a society okay guys after so much study let's come to an activity intact thought experiment of this section in your classrooms the entire class should discuss and arrive at some decisions that would apply to everyone for the entire session the decision could be about first how would the class representatives be chosen second which decisions will the representative be able to take on behalf of the entire class are there some decisions that the class representative cannot take without counseling the entire class you can add any other items to this list collection of common kitty for the class organization of picnic and trips sharing of common resources as long as everyone agrees to it make sure that you include those subjects that have led to any differences in the past how to revise these decisions in case you need to write down all these decisions on a paper and put it up on the notice board which problems did you encounter on this discussion were there differences among different students definitely there will be because you are different and have different point of views on every topic how did you resolve these differences then did the entire class gain something from the exercise and from my point of view definitely you will get to know what other people feel and how you should solve it and how you can make your class a better place for everyone So now the second reason for why do we need a constitution specification of decision making powers a constitution is a body of fundamental principles according to which a state is constituted or governed but what should these fundamental rules be and what makes them fundamental well the first question you will have to decide is who gets to decide that the laws governing the society should be you may want rule x but others may want rule b why how do we decide whose rules or preferences should govern us you may think the rules you want everyone to live by are the best but others think that their rules are the best how do we resolve this dispute now so even before you decide what rules should govern the group you have to decide who gets to decide i'll clarify this for you you will have to decide who is going to make the rules for you who is going to decide that what rules you are going to follow or what rules the group is going to follow you will have to decide or the group has to decide that one person will be chosen and who will the person will be decided by the group that he or she will decide the rule and it will have to be followed by everyone else in the group the constitution has to provide an answer to this question it specifies the basic allocation of power in a society it decides who gets to decide what laws will be made in principle this question who gets to decide can be answered in many ways in a monarchical constitution a monarch decides in some constitutions like the old soviet union one single party was given the power to decide but in democratic constitutions broadly speaking the people get to decide to clarify this we know the example of nepal Nepal is a monarchical state so the king has the power and the king itself decide, decides what rule will be made what will be followed by everyone what the people will do what they will not do this all is decided by the king 
second in a soviet union where only a single party has the power single party is in the power the single party and the members of the single party have only the right to decide what the laws are going to be what the people have to do what they don't have to do but in a constitution in a democratic country in a country which has a constitution democracy itself says by the people for the people to the people so the people itself yes we citizens have the right to decide who is going to decide the laws but this matter is not so simple because even if you answer that the people should decide it will not answer the question how should the people decide for something to be law should everyone agree to it should the people directly vote on each matter as the ancient greeks did or should the people express their preferences by electing representatives but if the people act through their representatives how should these representatives be elected how many should there be okay so in early times the greeks used to vote for each matter if there was a dispute regarding a land then voting was done if there was a dispute regarding water collection then their voting was done for every matters every single matter every do's and don'ts they used to vote but this will definitely become a very large and lengthy process voting for every dispute voting for every matter voting for every decision will really become very lengthy and really boring so the second option we can choose our representatives but this question also comes that how many representatives should be elected how many representatives will be elected for each matter and how will are the representatives going to decide this so in the indian constitution for example it is specified that in most instances parliament gets to decide laws and policies and that parliament itself be organized in a particular manner before identifying what the law in any given society is you have to identify who has the authority to enact it if parliament has the authority to enact laws there must be a law that bestows this authority on parliament in the first place this is the function of the constitution it is an authority that dis- constitutes government in the first place hence the second function of a constitution is to specify who has the power to make decisions in a society it decides how the government will be constituted third reason limitations on the powers of government but this is clearly not enough suppose you decide who had the authority to make decisions but then this authority passed laws that you thought were patently unfair it prohibited you from practicing your religion for instance or it enjoyed that clothes of a certain color were prohibited or that you were not free to sing certain songs or that people who belonged to a particular group caste or religion would always have to serve others and would not be allowed to retain any property or that government could arbitrarily arrest someone or that only people of a certain skin color would be allowed to draw water from wells you would obviously think these laws were unjust and unfair they would be really very disturbing for you and as well as others people with you and even though they were passed by a government that had come into existence based on certain procedures there would be something obviously unjust about that government enacting these laws yes or no definitely they will be and if there will be unfairness unjustness if there will be discrimination then this will not be right 
and it will never be a good democracy nor a good constitution so the third function of a constitution is to set some limits on what a government can impose on its citizens these limits are fundamental in the sense that government may never tear past them wait so unni has to say something oh so you first create a monster and then start worrying about saving yourself from it i would say why create this monster called government in the first place so is unni right no he is not he is only seeing one side of the matter the second side is definitely a government is needed because the people together where there are so many people in a group or in a society can't decide on every each and every matter because their point of views will differ their understandings will differ so disputes will be created and it will not be able for anyone to solve the disputes and create a single decision so it is definitely needed a government should be made now back to chapter constitutions limit the power of government in many ways the most common way of limiting the power of government is to specify certain fundamental rights that all of us possess as citizens and which no government can ever be allowed to violate the exact content and interpretation of these rights varies from constitution to constitution but most constitutions will protect a basic cluster of rights yes we will get and we as a citizen have fundamental rights in india which cannot be violated by any 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 of the governments or anyone else if we are not given these fundamental rights if the fundamental rights our fundamental rights are violated we are harassed in some way which is against the fundamental right then we can raise our voice we can say against it we can disapp we can present a disapproval we can go to the courts also for justice citizens will be protected from being arrested arbitrarily and for no reason this is one basic limitation upon the power of government and definitely limitations are necessary so that the government doesn't misuse its powers and doesn't harass or differentiate between people or its citizens this is one basic limitation upon the power of government citizens will normally have the right to some basic liberties to freedom of speech freedom of conscience freedom of association freedom to conduct a trade or business etc in practice these rights can be limited during times of national emergency and the constitution specifies the circumstances under which these rights may be withdrawn now the fourth function aspirations and goals of a society most of the older constitutions limited themselves largely to allocating decision making power and setting some limits to government power but many 20th century constitutions of which the indian constitution is the finest example also provides an enabling framework for the government to do certain positive things to express the aspirations and goals of society the indian constitution was particularly innovative in this respect societies with deep entrenched inequalities of various kinds will not only have to set limits on the power of government they will also have to enable and empower the government to take positive measures to overcome forms of inequality or deprivation for example india aspires to be a society that is free of caste discrimination if this is our society's aspiration the government will have to be enabled or empowered to take all the necessary steps to achieve this goal 
In a country like South Africa, which had a deep history of racial discrimination, its new constitution had to enable the government to end racial discrimination. More positively, a constitution may enshrine the aspirations of a society. The framers of the Indian constitution, for example, thought that each individual in society should have all that is necessary for them to lead a life of minimal dignity and social self-respect, minimum material well-being, education, etc. We have a cartoon in our book which goes like this. The constitution makers have to address themselves to very different aspirations. Here is Nehru. Jawaharlal Nehru, our first Prime Minister, trying to balance between different visions and ideologies. Can you identify what these different groups stand for? Who do you think prevailed in this balancing act? Read this cartoon, try to understand and let me know. The Indian constitution enables the government to take positive welfare measures, some of us which are legally enforceable. As we go on studying the Indian constitution, we shall find that such enabling provisions have the support of the preamble to our constitution and these provisions are found in the section of fundamental rights. The directive principles of state of policy also enjoin government to fulfill certain aspirations of the people. Hence, the fourth function of a constitution is to enable the government to fulfill the aspirations of a society and create condition for a just and equal society. So guys, now Munni has to say something. What does it take to write nice things in the constitution? What is the point in writing down lofty aspirations and goals if they cannot change the life of the people? So Munni, I would like to answer your question. It is necessary because it will determine how you will live, how you will spend your life, what the commodities you will receive and all this is decided by a constitution and they are definitely necessary for a person's well-being, for a person's social, personal, political, every life, they are very, very, very necessary. They are not only material things, they are emotions, they are everything. Now, enabling provisions of the constitution. Constitutions are not only rules and regulations controlling the powers of the government. They also give powers to the government for pursuing collective goods of the society. So let's start with the first. Constitution of South Africa assigns many responsibilities to the government. It wants the government to take measures to promote conservation of nature, make efforts to protect persons or groups subjected to unfair discrimination and provides that the government must progressively ensure adequate housing to all, healthcare, etc. Second example, in the case of Indonesia also, the government is enjoined to establish and conduct national education system. The Indonesian constitution ensures that the poor and destitute children will be looked after by the government. So these were two examples, first from South Africa and second from Indonesia, which tell us how the constitution makes or gives the responsibility to the government so that it makes the country or the society a better and best place to live for the people and its citizens. These are the responsibilities that a government has, which the government in power is bound to follow and bound to make give their citizens these rights and these 
right environmental conditions.